money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Let's get started with our market update. I think some of you guys uh, are asking some questions about how does the market look? And all of you guys are here on November 1st and all of you guys are expecting that I'm gonna have the October data ready. I am sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> I do not have the October data ready, only because the MLSs uh, don't have the October data ready. So we're gonna review the September data. Um, uh, but as soon as I get these, I do publish them on our, um, on our Facebook page. So you're welcome to grab them there. So um, we will uh, look at what happened in September. So I'm gonna present this um, uh, five different slides here. Uh, the first slide is going to be the roll-up for all of Texas. Uh, then we'll break down uh, the four major markets in Texas. Uh, we'll talk about closed sales, but we'll also, as we go down to the other major markets in Texas, we'll also talk about pending sales. Pending sales are our closest leading indicator to what closed sales will be next month as we're rolling up and finishing out all of the October data. So as we had mentioned earlier, uh, what's going on with sales prices? The question is, well, compared to what? Uh, so most real estate associ uh, associations, National Association of Realtors, uh, Austin Board of Realtors, Houston Association, all of them, when they're comparing, they're typically not comparing to what it was last month or what it was six months ago. Typically they're comparing year over year because of the seasonality that occurs in the real estate market. So if we are looking at the sales price, uh, it was for all of Texas, 412,000 last month is the average. It was up 10% year over year. If we look at closed sales, closed sales were down, they were down 16% year over year. And we have had a significant increase in inventory going from a 1.6 month supply of inventory to a 2.7 month supply of inventory. So I know my realtors are familiar with what this term means. Uh, for those of you guys who are not familiar with that, I'll explain it for you. Uh, months of inventory basically says, if we stopped listing houses today, based on the buyer demand that we've had over the last 12 months, this is how long it's going to take us to run out of an inventory of homes for sale. So right now, if we stop listing houses today in 2.7 months, we'd be out of inventory. Our typical market is that it's uh, six months before we are out of an inventory of homes for sale. So we are still in a quote unquote seller's market because we are still below that uh, threshold. Now, that being said, and I'm gonna get just a little baby bit technical here. When the market, when um, sales in the market are going down, doing a 12-month look back, which is how all of the MLSs and the National Association of Realtors measure this, having a 12-month look back is, um, is, is, it will understate the months of inventory, okay? Having a 12-month look back when the market's going up in terms of volume, right, it will uh, make the months of inventory look actually higher than it is. So I want you guys to be aware and be careful of that. So when you're doing your months of inventory and you're trying to figure out how long am I gonna keep this house, 
instead of going back one year, which is the typical uh, disclosures that your realtor might make you, uh, instead look at it maybe on a three-month basis, on a six-month basis. So, it, and, and this is true when a market is changing dramatically like the market that we are in right now. If the market was like, oh, you know, sales are about the same as they were up 5% versus last year, then you're fine using the months of inventory number. But when they start to go down and they start to go down at a very significant pace, then you can't rely on that number. So for me personally, I like to use this number to estimate what my holding time is and what my holding cost will be, right? So if you look at days on market, for example, 38 days, you think, well, I'm gonna sell my house in 38 days. Well, that 38 days is for lucky ones that actually make it to the finish line, get through all of the options, inspections, you know, underwriting, buyers, you know, et cetera, and make it to, make it to they're, the, they're the winners, right? But the, you also wanna look like, that's, that's your best case scenario on steroids, right? But you also wanna make sure you understand what your holding cost and holding time looks like if you are in that average range, which is that uh, months of inventory number. For the Houston market last month, last month uh, average price 415,000, up 11.6% versus where it was the same time last year. Closed sales down 17% in Houston, and pending sales are closest leading indicator to what October will look like as we uh, uh, pull it to a close, down 15.5%. So basically, uh, doubling the interest rate has caused uh, sales to drop by somewhere between 15 and 20%. Okay. Um, now, so, so think if we double the interest rates again, uh, we will see probably an additional, uh, on top of the 15 to 20%, we'll probably see an additional 15 to 20% reduction. So what that means for you guys is, oh, now more than ever, your numbers need to be on point. Now more than ever, your math needs to be right. Now more than ever, your, your, proper, uh, your project management needs to be on point. Uh, now more than ever, these properties need to be finished as quickly as possible so they make it to the market as quickly as possible. And we're in a little bit of a tough time now because we still have supply chain disruptions. How do I know that? Because every time I look in the MLS at a new listing or a new remodel, right? what's one of the things that's missing? Alliances! I was like, oh, well, there's a hole there. What's supposed to be? Oh, it's the dishwasher that's still six months out. Oh look, you have no vent hood. Yes, you're on, you're on, you're on delay there. Oh look, no, no cooktop. Uh, so that's when you know that supply chain issues are still affecting us, right? Uh, and then also, tell me what's going on with labor. Still in a shortage for labor, right? And prices are still going up for labor. So we're in a very precarious time for us as real estate investors when prices are slipping, not year over year, but from May to where we are right now. And our investment costs are still going up for our renovation. And guess where the sellers are? The sellers are completely up to date on this, right? The sellers want the, what the house was worth six months ago when their neighbor across the street for the crappy house that's not as good as theirs sold for, insert ridiculous price here, right? So well, you could get that ridiculous price when your payments were $2.50 a month, you know? But now when they're like, you know, 800, 1,000, $1,200 more a month, which is real money, right? Um, that's an issue. So where are people going? Uh, in Houston, leases are up 19% year over year. How many, who are my rental property owners in here? 
Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So this feels wonderful, right? You're high-fiving yourself from that wonderful decision because uh, lease prices are going up and leases are in very high demand. And I've loved, you know, you, you know, the, you know, I, some of the realtors in the room are kind of familiar with the with the sellers, uh, the, the sellers' letters, right? So it's like the buyers who are writing these love letters to the sellers, like pick me, pick me, pick me. So so those have all been burned. Okay, and now who are they writing them to? The landlords. The landlords. And what are they saying? Pick me, pick me, pick me. What are they giving up now? So I said home ownership. What else are they giving up now? Something that's very dear to them. Dignity. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got me. That's good. Hey, um, leave the jokes to me. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> they're giving up their pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Those three dogs that I adopted to keep me cozy when I was in lockdown. <laughs> I love them so much, but I need a house. <laughs> I'm willing to let them go. Uh, that sounds uh, crazy, but serious. Seriously, uh, that's that's where we're at right now. Uh, so let's talk about the Austin market. So prices were up last month 5.6% versus where they were last year, 594,000. Uh, months of inventory, uh, 3.1 months of inventory. Again, I would say this is a higher months of inventory than what we're showing right here, uh, just because of the uh, speed of the interest rate increases and the speed of the reduction in sales. Uh, so right now, uh, last month, closed sales were down 18.5% year over year. Uh, pending sales uh, down, uh, let's see here, uh, over 1,200 units uh, versus where we were the same time last year. And then our active listings are up about 250%. Okay, well, that sounds like a lot. So Mark Twain had a quote that I loved, lies, damn lies, right? So, so, so yes, and in fact, on the Wall Street Journal <coughs> article about Austin uh, this past weekend in the Saturday, uh, uh, Saturday Sunday edition, um, it, it mentioned that fact, right? And, um, but the truth is, you know, if you were really to go back, you know, and, and again, go back, for example, to uh, May uh, 2021, how many months supply of inventory do we have in Austin? It was closer to a two week supply of inventory. There were months when it was 0 0.4 months of inventory, 0 0.5 months of inventory, uh, 0.8 months of inventory, one month of inventory. Um, but now that's, that's not the case. Um, and what was uh, another kind of interesting fact about Austin specifically is last year, this time, and even through the beginning of 2022, the closed price to the original list price was up to 106% of the original list price, right? So if a property was listed for 100,000, it sold for 106,000. Give, give me two seconds, give me two seconds. Uh, so I know what you guys are thinking, there's no such animal in Austin that's listed for a hundred thousand uh, but you get the idea so you know so you get the idea so but now the close to ask price is 95% I mean, yes ma'am do you have a question I, I would say um, and I don't have this number memorized um, but it's one of the uh, Austin title creates a great report they typically share it with realtors uh, but they break down total residential sales uh, and, and so they got the total they've got the existing home builds and they've got the new home builds I want to say, and some of the other realtors in the room can help me, I think it, it, new home builds are only like 10, maybe 15, maybe 15%. 
So I know it looks like a, a lot, but as a percentage of the total listings, um, it's you know it's mostly uh, exist, existing home builds. Now, do I think that you know every tower that's being put up in Austin that they list every single unit on the MLS? And the answer is no, I don't think that because not because realtors are lazy. Uh, but because it takes a long time and it's like oh, this is the same unit except four floors down and I don't need to put this in the MLS. So um, I, you know, I, I think the downturn in Austin is, is um, uh, very simply a result of an, uh, a very rapid increase in interest rates uh, and that's it. Uh, because uh, what's our unemployment rate in Austin? Like zero, I mean three. Right, which is practically zero. The government calls full employment and unemployment rate that's about 6%, right? So we're around three-ish. Uh, so I think um, if rates had stayed as low as they were, uh, we would still be looking at an increase in the number of sales without question uh, because it's, it's about employment. It's also about consumer confidence, right? How confident do I feel like I'm gonna have my job in you know, another six to 12 months? I don't wanna take a big risk if I'm worried about that. Um, so I would say that's probably the, the biggest thing uh, that, that is affecting all the markets, so not just Austin specifically, but all the markets. And I think, um, you know, there's also, you know, uh, you know, this lack of perspective, right? And so this is where I kind of come up and show up as Anne Boleyn, you know, let them eat cake, but he's the 7%, this is wonderful. 7% is still below like the 40 year average for interest rates, but it's come in so rapidly um, it's been a real shock to the system, right? It's like, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's like carrots. Wonderful, they're, they're, eat them, they're delicious, right? But when you have to eat 100 of them in a day, even, you know, normal things, right? Like carrots, perfectly normal, gets a little toxic when you do it too much and too fast, right? So that's, I'm sure um, I'm the, probably the first person that's made an analogy between carrots and the real estate market, so. Um, I probably need to uh, work on that one just a little bit more. So uh, moving forward, uh, San Antonio. San Antonio market, the average price was up 12% year over year to 389,000. Uh, sales were down 13%. Months of inventory has gone from 1.7 months of inventory to 2.8 months of inventory. About a 600 unit reduction in the total number of pending sales. Active listings um, have almost doubled uh, year over year. Lease it, where are people going? They're going to leasing. Uh, so leases are up 15% year over year. Lease price in San Antonio up 7% year over year. In the Dallas market, uh, the largest market, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth market, largest market here in Texas, uh, sales price 482,000 up 11% year over year. Closed sales at uh, 77.24 down 17% year over year. Pending sales are closest leading indicator of what closed sales will be as we close out October, 20, uh, down 20% uh, year over year. Uh, total active listings up 79,000, uh, 79%, pardon me, not 79,000. Leases have gone up 22% and lease prices are up 8% in the Dallas-Fort Worth market to 25.28 a month. Guys, does this give you an idea of what's happening in the marketplace? Okay, good. Does this give you an idea of how uh, how super how much of a more much more of a super investor you have to be going forward? 
in terms of tightening up your numbers, in terms of uh, uh, de-risking uh, de de your investments. So I want to make sure you guys are thinking about all of these things and understanding the market and the dynamics and how we win as real estate investors, even when we have kind of a funny market like what we do right now. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.